Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are... A, a couple, couple of Park, park hoppers. hoppers. Walt Disney World has made a modification to their face mask policy. The Jurassic World Velocicoaster at Universal Orlando has an official opening date. All this... And much more... Right now. Let's, let's hop, hop to it. it. So there is something I actually want to talk to the people about before we uh, jump into this glorious news that we just heard recently. <sighs> I'm so excited. Well, I just want to make sure that we talk about it so that the people don't have any questions about what's going on in Park Hopper Land. Okay. So I wanted to let all of you guys know that after 10 months of me looking for a new job... I recently started a new work from home job. It's exciting. It's very exciting. This has been a long time coming. Um, but one thing that for the next six weeks is going to be happening is Bill and I sadly have very, very different schedules. Yeah. Little to no time off together whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm going to be off on weekends and Bill's schedule sometimes changes. He's usually off. Always on changes. Well, usually you get like a Tuesday or a Wednesday off, if not both. Yeah. But after six weeks, I will be back to Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Oh, yeah. So we will be back together. I look forward to those days again um, in six weeks. So in, in the middle of May. So if you guys are wondering why you're, you'll see lives from Bill or lives from me on the weekends, that's why. That's what's going on. And, you know, we want to make sure that you guys, we know we miss you guys. We, we know you miss us together. So we want to make sure that you guys know exactly what's going on. Well put. Good job. <laughs> I miss our, our days off together already. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that soon. Yeah. It's, it's just for six weeks. It's not permanent. It's not permanent at all. But something that is permanent is a little bit of an announcement oh, yeah? from one of our theme parks here in Orlando. And it's happening in just over six weeks. Oh, my goodness. Which is super exciting. But... There is now an official opening date for the Jurassic World Velocicoaster at Universal Orlando. The churro stand? Yes, the churro <laughs> the stand. The churro stand is finally opening. We're finally going to get some steamy hot churros at Universal Studios. Sweet. Or Universal Islands of Adventure. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, you're right. You're right. Yeah. June 10th is the date. That is June 10th. That is the official opening date of the Velocicoaster. And I can tell you... Danny and I both attended Universal yesterday for the first time during spring break, quote unquote, and the crowds were a little crazy. We'll, we'll, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a second. But seeing the Velocicoaster running in person for the first time, I, I'm not sure what to think about it. I'm a really excited and b like, holy crap, that's fast. Yeah, I, I didn't get to go over there, but I mean. That one drop makes me like makes my stomach drop already. Well, here's the thing. I believe I read that it's a 155 foot drop, oh. which is actually shorter than the first drop on Rip Ride Rocket. Well, that drop on Rip Ride Rocket is not my favorite. No, no but it's something that you've done and you can handle it. And the and you you on Rip Ride Rocket, you go to 65 miles an hour off of that drop. 
Okay. So if you can handle that drop that's a little bit bigger on Rip Ride Rocket at 65 miles an hour, I don't believe that you reach 70 miles an hour off of the drop on Velocicoaster. I believe it's off one of the launches. Yeah, I mean, w- from watching it from afar, one of the things that I've noticed is how Rip Ride Rocket and most roller coasters, I feel like, they climb and then they kind of pause. Yeah, they kind of like teeter at the top there. And then they go. Yeah. Where this one just seems to be like, whoop, like just goes straight over and straight down. The, so Yeah, the, the, there's definitely a launch that launches you into that that high, uh, that top hat maneuver. Uh but you don't, like Danny said, you don't pause at the top. You just kind of slow down and then creep over it rather than kind of stop on the top. Yeah, like on Mako, if you guys have been on Mako, there's this pause right before you drop. Oh, and that's a 200-foot drop. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why I felt like my life was about to end. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> even bigger than you know Rip Ride and any other drop that we've been on. Yeah. So I'm so excited about this coaster. What about you? Oh, A, yes, it's very exciting that this is super fast and it's brand new and it'll probably be super smooth. But B, it's model. It's it's the theme is Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. For those of you who didn't know, is my favorite movie movie of all time. And I do like the Jurassic World movies, too. But the fact that there's a brand new ride that's not the float along river adventure that's in Islands of Adventure for Jurassic Park. There's a brand new ride here that's based around my favorite movie franchise of all time, and I'm so excited for that. I still want to dress up. Sure. Do you let's, remember what yeah. I want to dress up as? Yeah, let's let's not tell the people. Let's, okay. Let's, let's figure out what we want to do first. Okay. Okay? Okay, deal. All right. Because <laughs> we're going to try to get on day one. We're going to definitely try. I'm. Uh... Or if there's any sort of preview, maybe we'll be able to get on then. Fingers crossed. We would love to do that. Nothing is confirmed, but we're hoping for it. We volunteer as tributes. Yes, I definitely do. Now, speaking of Universal, uh, we actually um, did some stuff yesterday there. Oh, what stuff did we do? Well, first off, we went. Um, We went. (laughs) We went. Um, But Bill and I actually went at two different times, and we wanted to talk to you guys about the difference in the times that we went. Yes, someone had to do her work from home job till 5.30. Yes. So I went a little bit earlier, met up with a couple of friends from work, and when I got there, uh, Universal actually shut down for reaching max capacity around 11 o'clock yesterday. Right. And you basically are kind of SOL if you... Uh, if you go there after they say that they're at capacity, they will not let you in any of the theme parks. They will let you in City Walk, and you can walk around City Walk. But for the most part, over the last couple of weeks, it's been hours before they reopened to more guests. Right. And yesterday, uh, they they sent out a memo around four o'clock that the parks were reopened and you could come um, enjoy the fun. And so I went to City Walk around 3.30 with the intention of going to upgrade my annual pass. Yes. And so before, you, uh, you and I were preferred pass holders. And, yeah, and we thought about it, and I thought about more about it as a couple of my friends actually signed up for the premier uh, annual pass. But uh, we, I ended up upgrading yesterday, and here's why. A, uh, you get the, uh, the Express after a certain time. When the parks are open late, like they have been till about ten o'clock, you actually get express uh, access with your premier uh, annual pass for for uh, each attraction once uh, that offers it. Not every attraction offers it, right? But each attraction once, 
after four o'clock. So you can have six hours worth of park access with express lines. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially when the lines are as long as they are right now. Yeah. Um, another perk, huge, when the when the fall comes around. Another perk, we're going to have a non-peak ticket to Halloween Horror Nights included in the annual pass. Yeah, I am I was really excited about that because I really want to experience Halloween Horror Nights again. Yeah. The one thing that I'm curious about is do you get a pass per like pass time or is it just once per season? My understanding is it's once per season, but like if your pass re-ups like in the middle of September or October... Do you get one like for one year and one? Do you know what I mean? No, that's definitely a valid question. I don't know the answer to that, but somebody from Universal, if they're listening, or maybe we can tweet at them uh, at Universal or ORL and we can figure it out. Yeah, we're going to find out for you guys because I know that like when SeaWorld does it for their passes, if you get an animal interaction, you get one like for that pastime. Gotcha. So like you can't, like let's just say you're from January to, you know, January or December, you have to use your animal interaction the one that you get for free with your pass um, during that time. But then it, when it re-ups in January, you get another one. Gotcha. So, but I don't know if it's the same because, um, you know, Halloween Horror Nights is specific to a season. So I wonder if it depends like what, like when you get your pass. Whereas at some place like SeaWorld, you can actually use that anywhere in those 12 months. Gotcha. So, um, but that's another reason we decided to do it. Um, another big reason you get to get that discount from 10% all the way to 15%, 15%. I got 15% off my butter beer fudge yesterday. Uh, Yeah. That's the best part about the universal discounts is that can be used on food and drink and stuff like that too. Yeah. I Um, just got, I just got the one piece of butter beer fudge. Yeah. And, But, uh, but you can't use your discount on any quick service items or anything like that at Disney, which is, which is a nice perk for universal pass holders. Yeah, absolutely. And were there any other um, additions to why we decided... Oh, you also get the better parking. Yes, you get the prime parking, which is great. Um, it's not like dramatically closer to the park, but it's definitely closer to the park, for it's sure. A, it's, ni- it's, a, it's a nice addition. Yeah, absolutely. But um, No blackout dates, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so I just think the, the Express plus the Horror Nights ticket plus the, the extra discount... Um, I think it's going to be uh, worth the investment because I plan on going to Universal a little bit more going forward. I'm excited to try to go to Universal more too, especially with all the new and awesome things that they're bringing to the parks. Yeah, for sure. I cannot wait to uh, to check out that Velocicoaster in June and everything else they got going on. I would definitely want to see that Lagoon show whenever they're open at night because they are actually offering pyro as part of it. So going to a theme park and watching fireworks again is going to be really nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Definitely looking forward to uh, using that premier annual pass that we upgraded to. And uh, it wasn't super expensive. It didn't break the bank. I believe it was uh, you had to pay for the rest of the year the monthly difference or or the rest of your pass, the monthly difference. And I think it was like $170 for us to upgrade for the year or for the rest of our season, Yeah, um, which isn't too bad. And then after that, when your pass renews, it, it just goes up a little bit. Uh, from what the preferred monthly payment was. Well, it's also a steal because in order to get the Express Pass oh yeah, uh, for one day, I think it's like $100. Express is so expensive. I mean, that's like the only way to like do Universal, I feel like. Yeah. Or it's the best way to do Universal. For sure. So the Express Pass is 
definitely, definitely one of the biggest reasons I I was, you know, willing to upgrade, especially since we had the one directly under it. Right. That was the biggest, um, the biggest addition to getting that new pass. The main reason why we signed up for the preferred pass in the first place was it was the first level that offered free parking. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, guys, when you live here, if you want to come to the parks as often as we love to come to the parks, the parking needs to be included. Yeah. I mean... It's just if you're if you're shelling out twenty five dollars each time you're parking Universal or even fifty if you're doing Prime parking, it is so worth it to have that extra level of annual pass. Yeah, and if you're looking at like both passes, like if you go to one park per week, you know that's a hundred extra dollars a month that you're spending just in parking. Just on parking. So it it's a no brainer to make it's sure that you twelve hundred dollars a year. Yeah, which is which is twice the price of the the premier annual pass total Here, here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing when i go there they're gonna get some of my money anyway so yeah, like right. you don't have to take it when i'm parking exactly because i'm honestly much less likely whether it's disney or universal to spend money if i'm like well i already spent almost 30 dollars in parking like that's going to be in the back of my head so yeah. the fact that that's included is a huge plus but i did want to kind of circle back around to our entrance into universal yes so I want you first, since you got there first, I want you to talk about your experience first. Yeah, so I went there, like I said, around 3.30 with the intention of them hopefully opening the park up around 4 o'clock, which seemed to be the trend the last couple of days. And so I went to guest services, and I was very fortunate there wasn't a single person in line in front of me at the ticket booth. It was very easy to upgrade my pass. I just had to pay the difference. Uh, and then we just kind of went over the new details of what I'd be getting with the pass. And then, uh, then Universal Studios Florida actually opened while I was walking in. So that side opened, but Islands of Adventure was still at capacity. But I was hoping that all the parks would open at some point. So I went into uh, Universal Studios Florida, and uh, that was easy breezy lemon squeezy for me. What time did you get to the garage? So I was able to clock out at my new job at 530. Um, I probably left around 615. Mm-hmm. I walked Simba, I got ready, all that good stuff. Uh, by the time I got there, I would say maybe it was around 6, 6.30-ish. Yeah, so about 15, I, 20 minutes from there. Yeah, so I parked. I was at the very bottom floor all the way at the end of the parking garage. Yep. And when I got there, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm parking close to, you know, the escalator. I should be in in an instant. And I walked up and security was actually looped around through the uh, moving walkways. And so they had it like going like back and forth, like snaking. Wow. And it was all the way to the temp checks. Holy moly, really? Yeah. Like I I was like, I don't understand what's happening. So the line was all the way out past where you got your temperature checked? Like it's like the people who were waiting in line for security were right behind the tables where you get your temp checked. Wow. So they had the temp check stop. So there were like maybe 20 people in front of me to get their temp checked. And then behind me, the line for the temperature checked went through two of the moving walkways. Whoa. So like I, I was trying to take pictures because I couldn't see. And like I held up my phone and took a picture. And I was like, wow, I'm really glad That's I'm not crazy. the end of that. What I think happened was I think that something happened in the system like, you know, either at security or at the temp check, something happened because as soon as everything started moving, 
I was through security in like five minutes. Okay, so there was like a you were kind of paused there for a little while. It wasn't just the length of the line that was inching along. No, I mean I I I think the security line was definitely inching along, but they were getting people through very quick, and I think we were paused, like you said. Gotcha. Like I think they weren't letting us go through the temp check because there was no space for us gotcha. to get into the security line. So, like like she just said, and I got to Universal around. 3.30, 3.40 or so, and she got there around 6.40, so a three-hour difference after the, the park reopens from capacity limitations. It seemed like there was a little bit of a, a crazy time trying to get into the park for Danny. Yeah, and honestly, it was more that I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, well, am I even going to be able to get into the park today? Right. But as soon as it started moving, it was, you know, no sweat at all. And w one thing that I did want to note is that before I did say that they did reopen at four o'clock, both parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida. Uh, and that was kind of the trend the last couple of days. But today, um, as it seems to be a little bit busier as the week goes on, because today they didn't reopen until six. Oh, wow. So I saw a tweet from Universal Orlando around six o'clock saying that all the parks are, are reopened for, for guests. So um, they seem to be staying at capacity a little bit longer as the week goes on from what I've seen. So just keep an eye out on Universal's Twitter. They actually are doing a great job. Set, set alerts, set alerts on your Twitter uh, for Universal Orlando. Yes. They will send you, they will send out a tweet as soon as they open for, for guests to uh, when they ease the capacity limitations. Um, on the uh, the day that you're planning on going. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say that I don't know where you got your pass upgraded, but where I went, when and I went to Islands of Adventure, um, they had like their ticketing booths in the front. Yep. And there was a little bit of a line there, like people who are like, you know, trying to figure some stuff out. But if you go past there and go to customer service outside the park, um, they were so fast and they did such a great job at upgrading my pass. So I was able to get that done really quickly. They answered all my questions and I was able to get into Islands of Adventure um, fairly quickly, which I was very happy about. Yeah, I entered on the Universal Orlando side or Universal Studios side. And uh, normally they have a, a booth that's to the left of where you enter that says like annual passes and all that stuff. And there was no one at any of those windows when I got there. Oh, good. But no, no, there was no one working at those windows. Oh, bad. So then I went to the <laughs> the one to the right, which also didn't have anybody in line, but they had two windows open there. And I literally just walked up to the window, did my thing, and then walked into Universal Studios. Awesome. So it was nice and easy. Yeah, nice and easy to upgrade our passes. So, and from what they told me, um, we are not going to have to physically or manually upgrade it will just roll into the next pass. Right. So that's exciting. We, yeah. <laughs> nothing that we have to do. We just have to keep enjoying going to Universal Studios. Absolutely. Now, this is huge news that we wanted to get to in this episode. And it is a major announcement that was made in the last couple of days. And it's actually effective today. Because when this episode comes out, it will be April 8th. Yes. And it is effective today that at Walt Disney World... You will no longer need to wear a mask for outdoor photographs. Um, I would like to read this. Yes, read it verbatim is exactly how it says on DisneyWorld.com. All right, so under face coverings, it says, Face coverings are required for all guests, ages 2 and up, 
and cast members, including those who have received a COVID-19 vaccine. Which we both have. Yes, we both have. Please bring your own face coverings and wear them at all times, except when dining or swimming. You may temporarily remove your face covering while actively eating or drinking or taking an outdoor photo, but you must be stationary and maintain appropriate physical distancing during this time, beginning on April 8th. So that's really exciting because now we're going to be able to take photos in the parks again without our masks on, which is like, I, I never expected this to come this early. I know, neither did I. But it's a, it's a great step in the right direction. So here is, I have like an opinion about this. Okay. I think that one of the reasons that they are doing this is one, because of the COVID vaccines. Sure. And two, because it is going to make the life of cast members yes so much easier because if there is one thing that i have watched and seen is that people will actively look to try to take a maskless photo oh yeah and it is absolutely infuriating and i can't even imagine being a cast member and trying to do that and telling somebody one thing and the second you turn your back you know, it's like they it's just, like a, they brush you off. It's like a kindergartner. These are the yeah. same people who would hide a zombie bite, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, no, you're. But regardless, I just feel like in my head, there must have been a collective sigh from cast members just because. Oh, yeah. Now having to tell people to put on a mask, like, I feel like you're going to have less people fighting that. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have people who are like they you take your picture you put the the face mask back on like that. That's been the whole big fight for people. They mm -hmm. want their castle photos without a mask on. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and I can't say I don't blame them because you, if you, especially if you're getting photo pass, if you're buying a photo pass for $169 in advance or $199, if you buy it there, which you're crazy for doing. Um, and all my photos had to be with masks on. Honestly, I would not be too thrilled about it. Yeah, I understand the situation and, and the and the climate that we're in, but me personally, if I was going on vacation, I probably wouldn't have gotten the photo pass. Right, and I do think that this also takes into consideration cast member safety. Sure, because as we've learned in the news, people have been nasty, awful, awful nasty. about this. I mean, when I was working retail, which I'm so glad I get to say in the past. My managers used to be like, well, somebody pulled a gun at Publix down the street because they got us to wear a mask. So we don't want you guys dealing with like yeah. clientele. And I was like, so unacceptable. What? Why? Like, but still do your job. Okay. Like, I just, I, I just, I'm so glad that these cast members are going to be able to have that taken off their plate. I know that they're still going to have to deal with, you know, having people put their masks on, but you're taking away the biggest, like, the biggest problem and the biggest argument that people are having. Yes. So. And back to my point about PhotoPass, uh, there was actually, we had got confirmation from Disney directly that PhotoPass photographers will allow people to take their masks off during the photos, but then we'll ask them to put them back on before leaving the spot. Yeah. Um, the other thing I do want to mention is if you're not comfortable taking off your mask, you can still wear it during sure. your photos. Yeah. But now it's an option if you if you want to take a photo and actually show your smile for the first time in nine months. <laughs> yeah. For the first time in nine months. For yeah. the first time in forever. But like I just I'm so excited to get a photo of us together right. with our masks My off. Oh my god, I'm so tired. 
<laughs> I mean, here's the the one thing. I feel like when they tell me to smile, like I still smile under my mask. Always, yeah. But I feel like I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, like I forgot how to smile without my face covered. Like it's just going to feel... It's going to feel taboo to have it off. It's going to feel like I took my, <laughs> my face pants off or something. Face pants. Face pants. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's going to feel like, oh my gosh, my face is naked in front of the castle. Yeah. How scandalous. How scandalous. <laughs> How scandalous. This is the first time we're going to be able to take a, a, a maskless photo in front of the new castle. Yes. I'm so excited yeah. about that. It's, it's crazy looking back through our photo pass. Every single photo that we have in there has masks on. I know. Because everything from before April 2020 is now l- no longer there. Yeah. So, and, and the park's obviously closed in March. So there's nothing that's on our photo pass right now that has no masks, which is wild. Well, what's crazy is I'm realizing that I don't take very many photos of myself outside of like photo pass and stuff. Yeah. So like when I go back and kind of scroll around and try to find like photos that I want to post, I'm like... Literally, I don't even know what I look like anymore. Do I still know how to smile? Yeah. Is there still a face under that mask? I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I And like I said, I, I just really am so relieved for those cast members to be able to be like, hey, yeah, you can take your photo, but then you put it back on and, you know, everybody's happy. Everybody kind of gets what they want. And again, I, I totally agree. I If we're excited to take photos in front of the castle, Without our masks on, then I I can understand why people who might only be here for like a day want to get those photos. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we just have kind of one more thing on the agenda that I'm going to let Danny kind of take control of this segment here. But we wanted to tell you guys about some fun things that they have going on at Epcot at the Flower and Garden Festival and similar things that have happened at past festivals. Uh, not necessarily just Flower and Garden, but Festival of the Arts and Food and Wine and Festival of the Holidays. But these are fun, fun, fun little things that you can do at Epcot. And I'm going to let Danny take over right now. So I, I do want you to, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment. talk about it well, as, as I'm ta- talking about it, because I know you, you got to do this yeah. a little bit. I did the one, uh, the, the Festival of the Arts one, but talk about uh, the Flower and Garden um, scavenger hunts that uh, you actually did recently. So first off, if you guys are listening and you've never heard us talk about this, um, you may not know that Epcot actually has scavenger hunts at all of their festivals, and each one is going to be a little bit different. And I actually got the opportunity to do two of them when my family was here last week or two weeks ago. Was that last week? Well, Rego- uh, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Man, t- time, time flies. Is, time is like getting all crazy for me. I it's feel almost like. time for your sister to come again. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but some of the uh, scavenger hunts, so the ones that I got to do two weeks ago, Spike's Pollen Nation Exploration. So Pollen Nation. Ha. <laughs> Putty. And then the Eggs Stravaganza Scavenger Hunt. And this one was just available for like the Easter holiday. Gotcha. Um, the other ones, and sometimes they have different themes um, for Festival of the Arts, Figments Brush with the Masters. And that's the one that I did. And that was, that was fun trying to find those, those photos. Yeah. And I'm going to go through kind of like or what you're paintings, looking for here in a second. Um, food and wine. It was Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. And then Festival of the Holidays is Olaf's Holiday Tradition Expedition. It's a mouthful. Now, I'm going to... ten times fast. Yeah, so I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Holi- I, I can't. Olaf's I will, Holiday Tradition Expedition. If I try to say that ten times Ooh. fast, you're going to have to edit it out. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> But the, for Festival of the Holidays, um, I we haven't done that one yet, but I do intend on doing that one when it comes around. 
Um, I'm assuming that you're looking for different things with Olaf in them. Now for Remy's Ratatouille hide and squeak at food and wine in the different countries. So all of these basically have the same idea. You're looking for something specific in every country. So for every scavenger hunt, you go and you purchase a map. On one side of the map, you're going to have each of the countries and a blank space where you can put a sticker. On the other side, there's going to be stickers. So for like Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak, what you were looking for is you were looking for Remy in every country. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, they have something like, would you find Remy next to like something specific? And then you'd find whatever he was next to and put that sticker in the country you found him in. So um, for Figment's Brush with the Masters, this one was so much fun. Yeah, this one was cool. So for Festival of the Arts, you actually went to every country. And a lot of times you would have to go into the country and go into the gift shops and kind of walk around and get a closer look in the countries. You would go and you'd look for the piece of art that Figment was located in. So they would put him into the art. So if it was the Mona Lisa, it would be Figment as the Mona Lisa. And so you'd find the picture of the Mona Lisa and put it on the map where you found him. Right. Now, for the two that I did recently in the past two weeks, um, I really, really enjoy these. So Spike's Pollen Nation Exploration. And that's Spike the bee. Yeah, so Spike is a bee. And what you did is you would go to each country and you'd have to find Spike and figure out what he was next to in the garden. So you would find Spike somewhere in a country and it, he would be next to the tomatoes. And so... On the map, you take a sticker of a tomato and put that tomato exactly where you found Spike. Gotcha. So again, this was really fun because we would go into the countries and have to look for Spike. And sometimes he was harder to find than you would think. And for Festival of the Arts, I believe the Figment's Brush with the Masters uh, palette map thing was $7.99. Was it the same for... I believe uh, so. For Flower and Garden. I think so. Um, I can't remember the other one. I think one of them was a little bit more expensive, okay. but um, I think I actually think they were both seven ninety nine. Okay, so it's it's eight bucks, and you guys can all play together. It's a super cheap thing to do at Disney, and you get your discount on it. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Um, the egg extravaganza scavenger hunt was probably my favorite one that I did that day. Oh yeah, yeah. So there were actually eggs that were probably about a foot high. They look like giant eggs like, like ostrich eggs like dinosaur <laughs> eggs or something dragon and eggs. you know what dragon egg is from probably the, the mum. <laughs> from the mum <laughs> um, there were these giant eggs and they were painted to have a character on them and in each country you'd have to go locate these eggs and the eggs were balancing on like a little nest okay and so like you'd walk past a country like in norway the egg was on like one of the the roofs. Oh like, really? And you just like way back there. Like way back there, it was just like obvious, and it's it's so funny when you saw it. It was so obvious, but it was so cute because you'd. It was just like a giant Mickey on an egg, or huh. a giant Goofy on an egg. But um, we really, really wanted to finish that one because we knew that you know that was going to be the week that the only week we could do it. So the fun part about these. So we did spikes and uh, the egg extravaganza both together um, when they were here. But the one of the really, really fun parts about this is that for all of these things, you get to see the countries a little bit better and you get to see things that normally you don't. So for instance, when we went into Canada, 
honestly, most of the time we walk by Canada. Sure. So we actually went inside and went to the back where you have that the Canada show. Yep. And then far and wide. Yes. And then we were able to walk around and see that beautiful waterfall. And when we walked by, my mom was like, oh, I forgot they had this back here. So it kind of actually makes you go and experience Epcot and appreciate it a little bit more. And then on top of that, for every festival, for every scavenger hunt, you get a prize. Now, the prizes can be small. They can be big. Um, For instance... The Festival of the Arts was just like a little puzzle. It's like a 3D puzzle of figment that we got. Like a little paper puzzle that you put together. And it stands up. Yeah. The extravaganza, they gave us like a little plastic egg and you got to choose like which character you wanted. Is there anything in it? No. Oh. I thought there was. I opened it up. But it's really cute. I picked Mickey. And then for Spike's Pollen Nation Exploration, you could actually pick a set of two plates. Oh, wow. So I got some, these really small mini plates. They're probably like snack size. And honestly, I, as long as they still have some of the prizes left, I might go and do it again because the plates are so cute. Like I, they're a great, um, you know, souvenir for the price. She hasn't even shown me what the plates looked like yet. I, I did show you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Nope. It I would have remembered. Yeah, you it, haven't shown me. Do you remember nope, why you nope, don't remember? Nope. It's because I also showed you the spirit jersey I got at the same time. <laughs> oh, well, that's fair. Well, that my mom got me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll we'll go ahead and post the prizes that I got so you guys can see them. But I highly recommend that if you visit Epcot and you're going to be there for the day, definitely do one of these scavenger hunt. Unless you don't like fun, then don't do it. And you can do it because it's all around World Showcase. So if you plan on you know trying some food and some drinks and stuff, you can do this while you work your way around World Showcase. And you don't necessarily have to do it all in one day. Yeah. As long as you do it by the end of the festival and if, if there is still supplies that are there you'll get your prize at the end. So you don't necessarily have to complete it in one day. It's not like a crazy expedition or undertaking at Epcot. Yeah. So again, if you enjoy fun things, then you should definitely do this. Sure. So I think everybody should do it. And I do want to say that one thing that we were discussing was there's something very satisfying about getting the thing right and then putting a sticker on it. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, Five, five, yeah. (laughs) Like I was gonna say five, but I'll take that because I'm six years old and enjoy that. But a hundred percent, I would recommend doing it, and um, I'm gonna definitely do it for every festival that we get to attend. So some exciting news this week with Velocicoaster and uh, everything that's going on at Epcot and the new mask policy for photos. A lot of uh, a lot of exciting times coming here in Orlando uh, at the uh, the Disney parks and Universal, and hopefully we'll have some news regarding Icebreaker at some point with SeaWorld. Uh, but lots of really cool stuff coming down the highway here in Orlando, and uh, we look forward to covering it all for you in the coming months. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hoppers Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join the over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for all things theme park news. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.